Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are having some technical difficulties tonight. I'm having to come into the show a little bit differently than I normally would, so I'm not even sure if you guys can hear me right now. Um, I am going to unmute area code 540 real quick before we get started, just to make sure that you can hear me. 540, are you with me? 540, can you hear me? And it looks like I'm not able to unmute you guys. Something is going on strange here. So I'm going to play a track while I try to see if I can get this figured out, if it'll let me play it. Um, it's going to be Mama Oladeji, Vicky Aqua, Olive and Cream, with a word beat production of Ode to Nina Simone. Here we go. Or not. So, 540, is there any chance that you can hear me? 540, can you hear me? Let's try this again. I can hear, I can hear you. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina? Hey. Hello? Miss Simone? Miss Simone? You're our own. They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, far from home. You're our own. When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sang, my skin is black, I was taken aback. When you say you ain't got no, I knew what you meant. Mr. Moan, my life, my life was touched. When you bellowed out, my name is Pete, my name is Pete, When you were so far ahead of your time, that even when you died, the rest, 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 why, how did the world 
miss you. But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you saw. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone, you were a delicious treat. Oh, how I still love you. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. All right, so I'm assuming here that you guys can hear me. So <laughs> I want to welcome you to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Once again, we are having some pretty crazy freaking technical difficulties right now. So, you know, we, we don't always do it pretty here, but we're always here. Okay, so just bear with me as I get through some of this stuff tonight. You know, whatever we do, we'll just figure out a way. We'll make it work. We're just having fun and hanging out after all, right? Okay, so I want to go through some announcements and such before we get started. First of all, I want to let you know, I'm not sure how the lines are working, but the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And uh, you can call and get in on the lines and uh, looks like we have a couple people on right now so I know we've got some lines open if you're calling and getting a fast busy signal that means some of the lines are broken and they're working on them and they'll get those back up real quick all right so if you are interested let's do the announcements real quick if you're interested interested in doing a poetry workshop with us you can do so by shooting me over a message, probably the easiest way is on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can add me. It's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia. And shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. It's just basically a way for us to spend a little bit of time together and talk about the thing that we love, writing. 
So you can do a workshop where it's an actual step-by-step -step workshop, and at the end, you have a finished poem, so you walk us through the steps of, of actually creating a completed piece. You can do a workshop on publishing or on editing. You can do a workshop on doing spoken word or how to record your poetry. You could do a workshop talking about your favorite poem, your favorite poet, your favorite genre of poetry, era of poetry, your favorite poet. Uh, you could, you know, what, just whatever it is you want to put together. Let me know what that is. Your shows, your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes long up to three hours, depending on how much you need. We can do a pre-recorded show where you and I actually call in uh, like we are right now and talk and, and uh, pre-record the show that way through the uh, network here. You can pre-record it on your computer, which means, you know, get your headset, get your mic out, get your report, hit record on your recording program, and you can uh, do your own, you can do your workshop in an MP3 format and do all the editing or whatever it is you would want to do, and then shoot that over to me in an email. So that is another way. Or you can do a combination of both. So if you wanted to do the beginning of the show live, or say you want to do better example is doing the beginning of the show with the workshop recording. And then after it's over, we jump on live and take questions and take callers and, and that type of thing. All right. We can do it where we play the workshop at the end. Maybe I call in and let me interview you for a little bit and then introduce you to everyone and then play your recorded track if you didn't want to do it live. Or you can do the whole thing live if you want audience participation. It's just up to you. All right. Let me know what you want to do. We'll get those put together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then I want to thank real quick everyone who uh, – help sponsor the show this year and keep our license for licensing fees paid for uh, 2019. There's a whole bunch of you. We did the fund me thing this year and I was just amazed at everybody that stepped up and uh, pitched in and helped, helped us keep our license. You know, we'll be 13 years old. We'll have our 13 year anniversary. You know, we aren't even considered a kid anymore. We're teenagers, you guys. <laughs> We're officially teenagers. We start wearing a training bra. Yay. Um, for 13 years that we've been on the air doing this together. You know, it's just amazing. So I want to thank all of you for this incredible community and uh, for for being here with me this long. All right. So next thing, I always give out a writing. I hope you guys can hear me okay. I'm, I'm actually on a completely different call-in way. It was not letting me call in today. I thought I was going to have to cancel the show, but I figured it out. We're here. Um, so at the beginning of every show, I give you some writing prompts, writing exercises, that type of thing. So if you're ever sitting around and thinking, oh, I don't know what to write, you can jump on to any, the beginning of any one of our shows in the archives. Just pull up our, our page, homepage, and hit one of the shows, and you'll get some prompts and writing assignments and things like that. All right. So the first thing I'm going to give you is your journal assignment, okay? And we've been really concentrating, and we are going to be really concentrating on a while because I, I can't stress the importance of doing this, and that's free writing. And I'm going to kind of talk to you a little bit about that during each show and, and maybe, you know, talk about reasons that this is so important. And it can be really hard to do. It sounds like such an easy thing, but I will guarantee you that if I were to poll you guys and you were honest and answered honestly, I'll bet you only 2% of the people out there are actually doing this every day. But it's what makes the difference between 
an average writer or a good writer and a historic, memorable, fantastical, amazingly incredible super poet. You know, it's free writing, free writing, free writing, free writing is so important. So anyway, um, all of you should have your journal by now. Remember that when I give these assignments, I actually want them handwritten out. And, you know, you don't have to listen to me, but I'm going to pretend like you all do. All right. And you have your journal. You just write differently when you're handwriting something out. What's cooler than a scratch of pen on paper? That sound, that drag, that is sexy. All right. So you just think differently when you're writing on paper than you do when you're typing in front of the computer. And, you know, it's better for you. It's better for you not to be sitting in front of that blue backlit world all day long. Take it, you know, go outside, sit on the porch, go for a walk. You know, go hide hide in the closet or, you know, and, and just do your free writing. So all of you should have your journal. And remember that your journal is a place that's private to you. It's not intended to be read or splattered all over your social media. It's a place to explore your thoughts, for your brain to run free and unchecked. And it's like your safe zone. It's where you can just write all the crap you want to write. And you're not even writing poems or anything. You're just writing, Okay. No one ever has to see this. So it doesn't matter what's in there. No one's ever going to see it. One of the reasons I think that free writing is so important is it gives you an ungoverned way to express your own voice. Instead of saying things the way you think they should be said while you're writing, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to write a poem and you're thinking, okay, I should say this this way because it sounds poetic and that's the way I think it should be said. Okay. Instead of saying things the way you think they should be said, all of your writing should be is, is just it's all mishmashed and willy nilly and ideas all jumbled up like a beautiful kaleidoscope of <laughs> thoughts and ideas. You know, and truly random whatnots. Just when you're when you pen when you write like when you write like this, okay, it's like you're letting go of the reins. And the rain, you know, the rains, the rains you self-impose on your creative mind. Um, it's like dropping those reins and giving your, yourself permission to just run until you're done, you know, with no guidance or no structure, or no rules. Um, and by doing this, exercising that freedom of voice, you're instinctively honing your own unique creative voice. And you will see that start showing itself even stronger and louder in your creative writing when you're writing your poetry. And that, my friends, like I said, is where great writing comes from. The typical, the, the type of writing that, you know, you look back on, we've all, we've all said that. I've heard us all say that. You know, you look back on something you wrote years ago and you go, wow, did I actually write that? That comes from free flow, free flow consciousness. Right? That's when you just let go of those reins and just write. So free writing is an exercise you need to do. So that when you're sitting down to actually write, it's much easier for you to sit and let your brain flow when you're writing you creatively. Okay? So huge, huge reason to be, one of the huge reasons to be doing your free writing exercise. One of the biggest excuses I get is, I don't know what to, I don't know what to write when I sit down. It doesn't matter what you write. You can sit there and write about the grocery list. You can write about things you have to do tomorrow. I need to remember tomorrow but I have to go pick up the tags for my truck and I need to take the cans in and I need to uh, 
whatever, okay? It doesn't matter. Just write, write any direction. And if you're sitting there and you're writing your grocery list and you look down at your cat, you can say, I was writing my grocery list, but I just looked down at my cat and he's really looking at me funny. And I'm wondering why he's got feathers out of his sticking out. of. Oh, wow. Well, that's not cool. You can take that back outside. doesn't matter what you write, okay? But I still hear all the time, I don't know what to write. Oh, <gasps> crazy. Okay, so what I'm going to do for your free writing, which is kind of totally a opposite of each other. It's a free write, but I'm giving you something to write about. You're supposed to let your mind free, but I'm telling you what to write. Okay, so these are only idea starters. They're just something to, for you to put in your brain that's going to be the catalyst for you to actually set your pen down on paper and start writing. All right, so they're idea starters. And so you start writing about this, and then you just let your pen randomly go wherever it wants. All right, so this is just an idea starter. So your journal assignment for free writing idea starter is I want you to think about what is the most difficult thing about being your age, whatever age you are right now. What is the most difficult thing about being your age? So just sit down, put your pen on paper, and just start writing about that, and then go wherever you want and write until you're done. All right, so that's your free writing journal assignment for the week. Wow. I wonder if I breathed when I said all that. <laughs> all right, so your exercise. Next, I'm going to give you your exercise and your prompt. And the difference between the two is an exercise is exactly what it says. It's something to flex your poetry muscles, to, to stretch your brain, to make you sweat a little, to push you out of that comfort zone, to make those muscles sore, your little thinking muscles, <laughs> to keep your muses from being lazy. All right. This is when you put on the sweats, you put on the headband, you put on Olivia Newton-John's whatever year she made that, let's get physical thing or Richard Simmons that'll work or you know whatever <laughs> your little your little Pilates guy um, and, and just get busy okay so exercise your exercise also is not intended to create a great piece of writing we are always so wrapped up in the fact that every time we sit down to write we have to write a masterpiece that we don't give ourselves permission to write crap which we are going to write a whole bunch of crap in our lives, you guys. And we're going to write some good poems. And we're going to write a handful of really great poems. Okay, that's just the way it is. But you can't get to those really great poems that you write until you've gotten through the crap. All right? So don't be afraid to make messy. Don't be afraid to write something that's not wonderful. You know, everything you write does not have to be a masterpiece. Keep that sandlot why I'm passionate about writing mentality when you sit down to write. So that's what your journey, your, uh, excuse me, your exercises are for. So they are something just to make you think about things in a way you normally wouldn't think about them, write in a way you normally wouldn't write, uh, you know, dissect things, look at them differently, whatever. Uh, so what I'm going to do, what I, and this is going to be kind of fun, okay, because I love things that are random but come together and can be a little bit esoteric, but aren't so esoteric that they aren't enjoyable for the person who isn't in on the joke. All right. So what I want you to do this week for your writing exercises in your journal, I want you to write like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then for seven days. So starting tomorrow, you don't need to do it today, but starting tomorrow. So for seven days, I want you to write set down seven thoughts randomly throughout the day. Like, um, you know, I could sit there and say, you know, something about, 
you know, I love the way the sun looks through the red wine glass. Or I could say something like um, holding a pen only half full of ink or just some random weird thought. It doesn't really matter. Just make up some, just try to think of real cool lines seven times during the day. Every single day, write down seven thoughts. All right. They don't have to be related. They don't have to. In fact, it's better if they're, they're not related. Just 10, or excuse me, seven random things, seven days, seven thoughts. Then at the end of the week, I want you to take all of those and put them together. And if you want to title the poem one week or, you know, whatever it is, however it is you want to take on it, then go down that list of seven thoughts for seven days and pick one thought out of each day. So you have a seven-line poem comprised of one thought from each day. And they're going to be totally strange and random, but say you do title the poem one week, it's going to be like a daily abstract of your brain jumping around and having a good time for an entire week. And I think that you'll have a lot of fun doing that. I think it'll be really cool, you know, and, and being able to play around with that. So seven days, write seven thoughts, take one thought a day and write seven lines. That is your writing exercise for this week. Now the prompt, the prompt is different as in it is actually, um, a prompt is meant to inspire a poem. It's meant to um, create a finished product, I guess. So, but it's basically just a seed being planted. So the prompt can be the title to your poem. It can be a line in your poem. It can be the concept of your poem. You could break the poem, the line in half and use it in two different places if you wanted or, you know, however you wanted to do it. Um, you know, it can be the concept of the thought that provokes the poem, whatever it is. But you do want to have a poem by the end of it. So the prompt for this week, meant to inspire a poem, is there are sparks in the sky. There are sparks in the sky. So that's your writing prompt for this week. There are sparks in the sky. And I know you guys are all just clamoring around for your pens to write that one down because that one's a good one. There are sparks in the sky. Why? I guess I'll find out next week when you read your poems, right? Yay. <laughs> all right. So with all of this said, we're going to, uh, I'm going to play an audio track real quick, you guys. And we always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you guys. And if you would like to have yours sent in, yes, I was typing to the text as I was trying to talk. Didn't work. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to have your piece played on the air for the world, you can email those to me at, and the word the is in the email title, the, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Okay. Make sure you put audio file, MP3, something like that in the subject line. And that will help me stand out a little bit for me. We'll get that uploaded to the show and played on the air, just like we played Mama's piece at the beginning of the show. And we've been try- I've been trying to figure out a way to get that downloaded, gosh, for years, years. And she sent me an email the other day, tried again. We've been, we've been going back and forth forever. And she sent me a link that actually this time let me download the file. So 
I was real excited to get that on the air and be able to play that, and we'll have that in the rotation to be able to play with you, play for you guys occasionally, and just a beautiful job she did on that piece. The n- next piece I'm going to start, the piece I'm going to play to start the show with, is actually a piece by John Jor- Jorgensen called A Million Pieces, and let me make sure that I've got that queued up. I do. All right, so let's see if we can get this to play. So this is John Jorgensen, A Million Pieces. Go. I am broken, damaged, shattered, and crumbled to a million pieces. What started as a small crack in my windshield was never taken care of, and so it split and splintered and snapped until the whole thing exploded in my face, leaving me quite blind to see where I was going. How do you build yourself back up when every piece of who you are has been broken into a million pieces? When the pit would be a paradise compared to my present pain? When lifetimes of crying couldn't clean up this stain, I rise from the floor wondering what all this gore was for. Is there purpose to this pain? Can there be meaning in my mess? Where can I find beauty from my brokenness? And from this darkness? And when I can't find the strength to say it, much less pray it, suddenly I discover that my life can become a mosaic, a picture or pattern produced by putting together small, broken pieces. I will become an art piece formed from the pieces of me that once put together reveals something far more beautiful, far more powerful, and far more wonderful than I ever dreamed of when I was whole. So break my body, break my heart, you can't touch this soul. I may walk with a limp, but my spirit has never been stronger, because after blow after blow, I'll build up slow and discover my new glow. So, when you look at me, I want you to know, that's not a scar, that's a beauty mark. Those aren't scabs, they're the armor of a mighty warrior. It's not a bruise, it's war paint. I want you to know, these tears, they're not for you. They're for watering the seed that fell to the ground and died. But with time, we'll produce an even stronger tree, stronger me. So chop me down, break me apart. You'll only add more wood to the fire from which I'll rise. And the size of my burden is only outdone by the size of my breakthrough when I shock the world and get made new from the pieces. million pieces. Absolutely love that piece. All right. So that was John Jorgensen. You can find him all over YouTube. Make sure you go and check him out. Absolutely incredible piece. 
very, very intense. All right, so next thing is next. Uh, I want to give out the number to call in again real quick. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And I want to uh, kind of go over some things real quick so you know what to expect if you're on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 540 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. Once I bring you on the line, please make sure that you let everybody know who you are. It's real important that your name is attached to your work and uh, that people know who's reading. Okay? So make sure that you introduce yourself. Hugely important. We can start out tonight by reading two pieces. And if the lines get up and get too busy to where uh, that's not feasible to get everyone on by the end of the show, we will have to cut that back to just one piece per person but right now we're you're okay to go at two then when you're done reading make sure that you everyone uh give out your url so everyone can come over and find you and and you know sure that they have a chance to connect with you and get to know you and your work better that's really important and then remember please that we have a mature rating that means you're bound to hear just about anything and we normally always do with the exception of adult porn, um, uh, hardcore erotica, we can't have, uh, you know, no bumping body parts, no Teb A and a slot B. Don't be graphic. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know the envelope you can push or not push. So, you know, don't mess up our rating. Mature rating, but not adult. Good to go. Anything else? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're, free, you're free to read what you want. And then, so with that said, let me go ahead and check here again. Uh, as I said, I'm going to give the first three callers first of all, so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 540-832 and then Skype caller, which I believe is our international caller. We will see. All right, let's go ahead and see if I can get 540 on. 540, are you with me? Hey, this is Phil Church down in Virginia. Hi, Phil. If you can hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, good. Thank you. It was such a rough start to the show. <laughs> Carol, um, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you hung in with us and that you're here. And, uh, you know, I'm really getting kind of used. I'm getting kind of spoke kind of used to you being the first caller every week now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I pulled that little trick. Uh, <laughs> I, I went right till uh, it turned 745, and then I I call and hit the, the one button, and then I just wait. <laughs> That's funny. Don't tell everyone your secret. So your writing prompt for this week, your your homework for this week is, I made a deal with the devil at the crossroads to be first in line at the speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Was it John Lee Hooker that? Uh, but did the deal with the devil at the crossroads or no? Was Johnson. A, I can't think of it. Was Johnson. Yes, yeah, Robert Johnson. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I went down to the crossroads. The guitar player. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can just see you out there in your your your, your fedora, you know, waiting at midnight, <laughs> and the, and you you have every wish. We're here to trade your soul for any wish you can have in the whole universe. What do you want? I want to be first at the speakeasy. You got it. 
baby. You got a dream bigger than that. <laughs> Good job. I like it. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I won't really take your soul. You can have your soul back. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, yeah, last week, uh, you know, I wasn't able to come on, but I kind of have to go with how my health dictates, so. But I'm doing pretty good this week, and I I got a couple of pieces for you. And one, the first one I'm going to do, it's a uh, one of my oldest uh, pieces. This was part of a uh, a uh, group of 17 country songs that I wrote in the uh, fall of uh, um, I'm thinking 2013. And then the the second one I'm going to do is uh, uh, kind of newer. I, I did it maybe three years ago. But uh, what I've done is is I've taken them out of their song format, you know, with a refraining chorus and everything, and turned them back into poems. So, uh, but uh, this first one, of course, is a, a country song, and uh, you'll understand why I'm telling all this when I tell the first line here but uh <laughs> it's titled <laughs> it's titled velvet glove okay here we go country girls work hard but know how to play from a mama's knees they plan a wedding day they try to bait their hooks the best that they can they do all the right things to catch the right man it should be no surprise they really need to hone a man with eyes for them and just for them alone. A woman wants a man to make them safe and sound, not always coming home late and never playing around. Never raise a hand against your girl. Don't be mean. Mind your manners. Keep your side swept clean. She doesn't need an outlaw who's bad to the bone. Just be a hard-working fella who can hold his own. Sometimes you got to hold on tight for no reason at all. But when she makes that pass, boy, don't you drop that ball. Always lend her an ear and check your foolish pride. Give her big shoulders to cry on. Always stand by her side. A woman needs strength with no fear of giving. A helper at home that always works for a living. Now all young fellas should try to understand. She wants a velvet glove on a big, strong hand. In poetry. You know, I really, really love that piece for I can't even tell you. You know, throughout the entire piece, you're talking about the whole thing, and it's just a woman wanting to feel safe, you know, not to be scared, not to be hurt. You know, it's such a rare thing. You know, I think every man in this world should, should aspire to be the man you created in those words. You know, if you can make a woman feel safe, make her not afraid, not question, not fear, you will not even believe the creature you will have in your life, the woman you will have, the way you'll be loved, if you can do that for a woman. I totally agree. (laughs) I I almost feel like being safe, you know, that safety is more important even than love. You know, a relationship is like a pie. 
It's not just one thing. You cannot make a relationship work on love alone. Trust me, I know this. You know, you can love somebody who's not really good for you. <laughs> love is just one piece of the pie. But I think that that, you know, being able to the trust, the safety, you know, the friendship, um, you know, I think that those are all as big, maybe some larger, equally as big as love and the importance of love. So I just, I applaud that piece. I absolutely loved it, baby. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Are you going to read two tonight? Yeah, I got another one. Now, this one's, uh, oh, I don't know. This one's <laughs> kind of a 180-degree uh, <laughs> going under a different direction. But, uh, Are you putting leather on for this called, one? Because I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, uh, this is called Seventh Sun. Okay. I've been west of the sun and east of the moon. I have fear of none, and I'm crazy as a loon. People always talking. Let them say what they will. They should have kept on walking. They can have their fill. Now, some folks get into feeling real tight. They get to itching to maybe start a fight. Causing some rows is what makes them feel best. They'll flap their jowls while puffing up their chest. If they get in my face, well, it could be a real sin. I might put them in a place they've never been. When some think they're bad, squaring off like a bear, they've just been had because ain't nothing there but air. But if Foggy's how they feel, they can jump and see why it's going to be a bum deal if they mess with me. It's all been said before, everyone's been heard. But if there's room for more, I'll have the last word. I don't need no arms to hold me. I can hold my own. And it's useless trying to scold me like a dog with a bone. When all said and done, no one can make me run, cause I'm the seventh son of a son of a gun. You know that one would be awesome to do as like a uh, a spoken word video. Oh, I've got a video that, of it. <laughs> no, I mean actually to actually like produce it, to to do it like a short screenplay. And have well, like actors in it, like a little movie. <laughs> I think that would that would be amazing. But you do that, don't you? You make little videos for your for your pieces. Yeah, yeah. I do. Almost all my poems have been converted, and, and I, I compose the music myself, and I, 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 I create and edit the videos, and some of them are quite nice. Why? Why is that one not on? Why is that one not on my page? Uh, I can put it on your page. It actually, uh, the video I made for it was uh, uh, for uh, our armed services. So it's it, and and actually, uh, police and fire. So throughout the video, you see uh, pictures of our soldiers and and uh, firemen saving people and police saving people and and things like that. And in the very end, when it says I'm the seventh son of a son of a gun, I got a picture of a an old fella saluting the flag uh, with a Pearl Harbor cap on, on you know, uh, in, in memory of Pearl Harbor. And then I show the mm-hmm. American flag. Uh, it turned out real good, I thought. I would love to see it. I'll put it, I'll put it on your page. I got, I got all kinds of them, like I said. You know, I'm going to, I, I'm going to have to send you an audio file or two of mine, too. I got a, a bunch of those. I would so love that so much. Please do. Uh-huh. I said I would love that. Please do. 
God, I sure will. I sure will. So, well, I'm going to get off here and give some other folks a chance at it, and it's good good to be back. And uh, I, uh, I'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to come back again next week. But uh, my name is Philip Church, and you can find me on Facebook and friend me if you want to, or you can always find me on Amazon as Philip Kent K E N T Church. If you search, you'll find uh, you'll find me on there, and I'll, all my books and everything are sold through Amazon. So, uh, with that, I will bid you a good evening, and hope to talk to you next week. I look forward to that, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Night, Philip. Great job tonight, baby. Thank you. Good night. Bye, hon. All right. So. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Maybe I'm so blue and and maybe I'm not. (laughs) Hmm, let me see. Hum, hum, (laughs) I say you are. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you know. That's somewhere in there. So. Yeah, it's been, been okay, I suppose. Yeah? <clears throat> yep. Hmm? No, I'm just muttering. I don't know what's really going on <laughs> here yet. I haven't got that far, you know. Like, yeah. I'm never really sure what's happening until I get in it. So, uh this uh this one's uh called stung uh, bitter tears of winter wither you say so cold that everything burns, everything returns to smoke thunder slaps the raw belly of the sky Thunderstone, night terrors, nocturnal murmurs, sodden dreams, flat lightning borrows my form, dark, days splinter, and the nights leave stains where there should be footprints. Water travel leaves no imprint behind, only the Half heard sounds of shadow songs. Wolf like we step between song and silence. There is no more longing, only the flames to dance where water is a wish and a prayer. Wiggy, stripped of all that would have been survival. It is time to be gone again. Whisper has found scream as well met upon the sacred wind. Drago Trace Wahi Me Itomitsash Bones melt into the sunrise that dies not. Our hands buried within the hum of the black and red dragonflies. The wise take the time to describe themselves as they lay between the blades of dead grass, take 
Roots form bridges, waters foam with chemicals no one knows the name of. Fires rage beyond the pines ridge. Starvation, the legacy none can escape, and we all may take to the grave. There is no aftertaste to hunger, just a memory. People dig for clams, lake shores yield only jelly. They say the genomes changed. Um, yeah. Playing with his bone dice, cut from knuckle bones of the weary sedge. Grass that never dies. The sting of insects rising from the foment. Of a dying dream, mist, water, smoke, iggy, schwotzip, pompish. The stench upon our faces means What? More altered genomes? Death and dying, the whip sting of blood wrung free from flesh. Whispers to remind us of nothing. Laughter strewn between the shapes of shadow songs that have stung our lips for so long. Hands drying sweat patterns over hearts. We have returned to that beginning place, a circlet, a crown of clouds. The faceted knowledge of living coals. Fire, flames, rage. Divago. time really stand still or did we just waver with our faulty flesh words sting the barriers set too close to the water's edge flint carved vowels lies and half truths that can separate skin from skull thorns snap metal sting and welt anyone anything too close in the high winds Waning lights and burnished storms, saline polish. The only warning of Advent. Gristle and thistle milk. What's Amiga? The evening star shines upon all who take part of this mean repast. So stung are the wind buffets, the gathering crows, the murder. That seems a tame touch of meaning. Ah, a whiff of smoke in the air clears. What will be the odor when next we meet? Anticipation. Expectancy. The rebounding force of inactivity. Songs reach for the nadir of spirit. Monk. Dreams drop pretense and we remain unchanged for now. Ghost road born. In peace. That was absolutely incredible. Are you going to, uh, are you prepared to read two tonight? 
Yeah, I just pulled out one of my uh, basically what I call stock and trade. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, got the got the stuff in the in the uh, in the books. So I always have something I can read. I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm still working on and I have to transpose. I just haven't gotten the chance to sit down and uh, print print write it into my books. But, uh, there's some, some stuff, you know, it's like I write it out in longhand first and then as I'm print writing it, it always changes because it kind of goes with whatever mood I'm in at the moment and then also with the songs that I'm listening to. Uh, musically and then I just kind of go from there and let things basically paint themselves Uh, actually that brings something to mind though if I can just digress for a minute Um, (laughs) uh, I was thinking earlier you know because you were talking I think last week it was you were saying about you know how your brain slows down when you're writing with the pen Mm -hmm. actually I found a way to cut uh, I found a way to cut that doo-doo out and and actually speed things up because because when I first started writing I started you know started out trying to use okay like you know grammar and commas and participles and it's like hell no you know it's like that that crap doesn't even have a have a consequence when you're writing so like just throw that in the garbage and leave it where it belongs and as soon as I did that I mean I put it's like someone turned on the Nas button and pushed down with the with the foot. On the gas pedal, it's like I just I just reached into hyperdrive, and so that's one of the reasons why I write the way that I do in, the, in terms of when I put it on my on the page. You know, I'll use uh, slash marks and ellipses. You know, in terms of you know elongating or or clipping the the sound, but that's all I'm going to do with it. You know, saying as far as the, the any kind of uh, again like you know like I say any grammar stuff, you can keep that nonsense. <laughs> Because that doesn't do anything with, but but you know present a speed bump that doesn't need to be there. So yeah, that's what I say anyway. That's <laughs> and what I hear. Just ask, you know, it's like, you know, you, you want to I mean, not not to say no, not to say that other people can't use that to their own benefit. It's just that I find that to be a wearisome activity when I'm trying to do my writing. You know, so I want to make that perfectly clear. You know, if someone else finds that that's a way of doing <laughs> things better, then hey, you know, run with it. You know, you know we all like find said, our me. we all find our own little dance we do when no one's looking. Yeah, you, you know, know the, way, so, the way that we, yeah, the way we do things, things that work for us. But that's so, awesome. Great advice, my love. Yeah. I just like said, I just want to throw that up in there. You know, in case someone was, you know, because I think. I think sometimes, anyway, you know, people get more bogged down by that kind of a construct than they do, you know, than they, than they find it useful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just in case anybody needed to hear that, basically. So, this one is a shorty, uh, but I like it. Uh, it's called Dripping Dreams. Slogans dripping from the heat, the beat of the drum, sick, and different, different dreams. Less sleep, the echo. What does it mean to trust in me? What is that worth? 
a breath of reincarnation, sacred games of chance, throw the bones, Wahiga. Spill the bones, draw the six of crows, Yaki. What's your sacrifice? Let us make a conjuring of the sky. Take what we can from the visions of knowing, understanding, what we read of our indigenous relations, visions of sorrows. Call them second sight. These are the colors, almost the blue and green clay of shifting wood smoke. Down, down, gasoline. The dawn to drown in the welter of rain barrels. The wealth of a night's dreaming. Fingers cloth weaving the plated darkness. Chance drifting over arid sands. Last chambers of city streets beneath riverbeds. What happens next? Helicopter blades that chuff and repeat unrepentant indigenous resistance leaders, the Mapuche people, take it to the open court of the Free Republic of Chile. Oh, what happens next? We, we, body language, expressive posture, I am he who stands before you in cuffs, bulletproof Kevlar. The mission is clear. The message is stark. I am chained by an ascending window, and you fear me? Who is really wearing these chains? What happens next? Thoughts exist. Who says everything has been spoken? Some things are reserved for the language of flesh. You. As for the rest... We shall see what happens next. What's next? Bones of dreaming, songs of sacred breath, shoulder eagle. The wolf like wind is still calling. Absolutely incredible, Soldier Blue, who you may or may not be. <laughs> maybe I am, and <laughs> maybe I'm not. Who knows for sure? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know for sure. There you have it. And, All right, my uh, love. I'll come up with some, some fresh paint and new abominations next week, so don't worry. <laughs> I look yeah, forward to know. it immensely. Yeah, yeah. I'll have everything up and ready to go. Just just had to take care of some life things to the, this time around. I hate it when those things happen, but, you know, they do. And yeah, no. we do them and then, you know, we're always here waiting for you. Yeah, well, you know, I will be here. And you can find me at... Uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook, and, and underneath the parentheses it'll say Soldier Blue, and there's the Red Earth One podcast, which is for free. So go up there and take a listen, see some other, hear some other works. 
that going on and uh there's always the YouTubes and various channels and various places and you know, just put uh put Soldier Blue in there and you'll be able to come up with something, I'm sure. So you'll find me. Awesomeness. All right, hun. Great job tonight. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Yes indeed, and <laughs> thank you as always for this platform of expression, Miss Nyla. And I say that with meaning because it bears through the gratitude of, you know, all all the various other formats and everybody's trying to use their own little form of censorship in this way and that way and, you know, trying to cut the the tongues of people and this and that. So it really is with gratitude for the form of uh, platform for this expression. Well, I appreciate you. You've been with me since the beginning, so... You know. Yeah. All right, my dear. We will talk with you next week. Yes, indeed. All right. Bye, bye, hun. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from Skype. Our Skype caller, are you with us? I am. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, just just tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the new piece that I have tonight is not one of my rights. It's actually a reply to the poem that I performed last week. Um, I've asked okay. if I'm allowed to perform it tonight on behalf of this person and they've allowed me to. Please. I would like to know if you'd like me to perform my piece again so that obviously it's fresh in your mind before I perform the reply. Well, you can read two pieces, so if you want to do that, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it actually has a title now. It was sorted out the day after. Um, And it's called an ode to the hopes of an eternal eclipse. I loved her. She was the sun. I the moon. My heart set for hers as I longingly watched her rise, waiting each night awake, praying we could one day meet. Till the next day came to stifle my dreams. While I shared her light with the world, I lost my thoughts contemplation, wondering if she saw me too. Knowing I could never meet her, as our orbits are alternate, and all I'll catch is a distant glimpse. And still, I love her. As time goes on, I witness day by day go by, slowly dwindling my faint hopes. I look upon the world as they stir, knowing from their look of admiration you must be near. But I couldn't see you before me, where for eternity you have filled my heart with cheer. I see my shadow fall upon them, knowing just what this must mean turning to see your beauty I felt your kiss fall softly upon my lips 
I hope that one more, more than once within my lifetime, we'll get to share an eclipse. And peace. And the reply is called a celestial slow dance. She is the sun, and he the moon. While in the light, he lives in darkness. When the moon first gazed upon the dawning sun, her light shone on him. She became entranced by the brightness of his beauty, and so began the dance of the sun and moon. But their song is of sorrow. They danced their own steps in awe of each other. Their siren in love song compels them to orbit close to one another. They dream for the day their eclipse becomes more. They dare to hope for their lover's touch. But, but their dance sways just out of reach. Their mirroring light guides the way for their fledgling stars. They're charged to watch. If their dance ended in their embrace, would their stars suffer? Are they destined to be thrown into an eternally entwining dance? Or is this, this dance of their yearning and the song of their sorrow the fate of loving each other across the stars? Or surely if their dances should join tomorrow and their sorrow-filled song became that of joy, their happiness would burn brightly. But would she burn the moon? Would she blind the fledgling, fledgling stars? Could the sun be selfish in her own burning desires? She endures the tormenting dance with the moon. She shines bright in her song for him. She longs to dance as one with her distant love. The sun endures. The moon condemned to endure with her until she can safely surpass an eclipse to be able to touch his lips and peace. Wow. Those are absolutely beautiful companion pieces. That I is was that um, I was allowed to perform it. That what? I, I was actually quite shocked that I was allowed to perform it because it was supposed to be for for me. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I that you put it, it together. I'm really glad that they let you read it and that you were able to present them together like that. I think it was just absolutely wonderful. Both of you should be very proud of those pieces. I certainly am. And thank you for uh, providing us with this platform to <laughs> share. Thank you for staying till the middle of the night to read with us, my darling. It's, it's one of the uh, little joys of life. <laughs> well, we Worth appreciate you so much. And let and let uh, let them know that we really enjoyed their piece, okay? Or they'll be listening tomorrow. Awesome. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. 
Thank you for having me. All right. So, guys, we have some issues. If your call was just dropped, um, if you were on hold and you are now no longer on hold, please try dialing back in. We just lost all of our lines. I've got... um, I've only got two lines open right now, so uh, I've got area code 256 and 903. I do see both of you on the board. Everyone else, if you didn't hear your number, your call is dropped. Please call back in. Number is 646-595-3965. 646-595-3965. If you're getting fast, busy signal, please keep poking it with a stick. And uh, maybe we'll get a chance to actually play some audio files tonight. Um, We don't get to do that often. So depending on how fast I can get these lines back up. Let's go ahead and bring caller 256 on. 256, are you with me? I sure am. Good evening. This is Stan. 256, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Can you hear me? Two five six. Yes, All right, I'm let's here. Let's go ahead and mute them. See if we can unmute the other one. So nine oh three. Can you hear me? Hello, Nyla. Can you hear me? I don't even know if you guys Hello? can still hear me. So let me check with Colin real quick. Colin, can you still hear me? I can still hear you. There, can you hear you? I can hear you. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, thank God. I can. I was so scared there for a minute. I hear you. <laughs> I, I thought that I was going to be in some big trouble here. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're all right. Um, I told you guys that we weren't going to do this pretty tonight, but we were going to do it. You know, I'm really glad I'm, I'm not one of those people who get, like, all stressed out if something's not perfect. I don't mind if we do it ugly. We're still doing it, you guys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so it's good to hear from you. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, my darling? My name is Stan, and I'm from Alabama. Hello, Stan from Alabama. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I want, I want to let everybody know, uh, other people know, too, if you're trying to get in the chat room, the chat room is totally messed up right now. Um, keep poking with a stick. It'll let you in. Keep trying those lines. It'll let you in. Otherwise, yeah, we're just hanging out and having fun with Stan, the man, Mama's there man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Well, uh, things have been were so kind of exciting uh, this week. Uh, from Sunday on, things are starting to settle back to normal now. I had to, I was attending a wedding. <laughs> a wedding? Yes, a was wedding. It, was, was it a happy event? 
it was a very happy event. It was okay. my muse <laughs> and my it was my muse and my fishing buddy. They got married. <laughs> That's a way to make sure you keep it all together, right? <laughs> there you go. You know, she is my when, great when you, friend. When you don't think you can keep your ducks buddy. in a row, marry them off to each other. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So Do did you introduce them? <laughs> Uh, no, accidentally, actually, uh, they met quite by accident and hit it off. So you and knew them both, but they didn't know. They they discovered each other. Did you know both of them before they discovered each other? No, actually, uh, he became my fishing buddy after she introduced after she... me to him. After oh, she introduced okay. me to him. And then he became my fishing buddy. And it's very important fishing. that I know these details. I know it is. Because <laughs> I have an inquiring mind and I must know. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, so did yes. you write something and read it to him at their wedding? That was, my, that was one of my bucket list things that I finally marked off. That was my actual first live performance of spoken word. Really? Yes. How can that be the first? You mean like live in front of people, right? In front of people where I'm not just a disembodied voice. <laughs> uh, I, that's, I'm so glad you did that. So how did it feel? Tell me about that. At first, I was a little nervous. I mean, this is both, both of these people are my friends. And I'm at their wedding, and I'm about to do this. So, you know, no pressure. You know, big, important day in their lives. No pressure. You know, and after it was done, I felt both uh, a sense of relief because this is a, you know, this is a hurdle I have made now. And uh, a sense of accomplishment because, you know, this is, like I said, this is a bucket list thing. An actual live spoken word performance. Yes, I've done this. So do they have any in your areas, in the area that you live in? Uh, my problem with that is I'm a co-host on an epiphany radio show called The Hurt Locker, which is on Tuesday uh-huh. nights. And the only spoken word venue around here is on Tuesday nights. <laughs> then you should talk to some of the local poets about doing one, starting another one on a different night. Yeah, that might be an idea, or maybe even talk to a library to see if they have any ideas on how to do that. A library or a local night. coffee shop with a little area, you know, say they they close at, you know, maybe talk to a local coffee shop that closes at like 8 o'clock and tell them, uh, you know, if one night a week they'll stay open till 10, you will run an event there once a month and do an open mic and they can make all the money off the coffee and the people that you bring in for the open mic. Well, that might work too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've put them together like mm-hmm. that before. So it's, you know, it you don't, don't, it's like, don't let that, don't let the fact that they're on Tuesday night be the reason you don't do spoken word because you really should. You know, you're, you've got an amazing voice for it. Everything else, your writing's incredible. It should be out there and getting heard. You should be able to feel the thrill of being able to do that 
and experience that because it is so much fun. So if if it does, you know, don't don't let it be a Tuesday be an excuse. Let it be a challenge. It's like fine. I'll just make my own. Be the problem okay. solver. You can do this. I believe in you. Thank you. Go, go stand. <laughs> go. But just not on Thursday nights. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Because <laughs> you're here on Thursdays. Yep. Yep. I got to do Nyla. I got to. Mm-hmm. If, if there's any way I can do anything, I'm going to do Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> he means poetry, you guys. Get your minds out of the gutter. Oh, is that what I was talking Okay. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. So what you got for us tonight, Garden? Well, I've got something that came off of a uh, poetry of spring embrace prompt. And it's a quote from a gentleman named Paul Verlaine. And I'm not sure if I've done this for you or not, but I'm going to do it. And this is called No Solace. And the quote was, Truly the worst pain is not knowing why, without love or hatred, my heart feels so much pain. And I wrote no solace off of that. No solace in a gray stone and carved name. Standing in moonlit dark, cold pain, my companion. Cold is the gray stone with your carved name. Love? How? Where love without your voice? Where love without your touching? Where love without the taste and scent of you? Where love without your heart touching mine? All of love now trapped under gray stone and a name. My cold companion lends no solace. So of hate, again, how? Can there be hate when I still hear you? Hate when I still feel you? Hate when your taste and scent haunt? Hate at your abandonment, though can still feel your heart. No room for that with my companion. The dark turns gray as a mist lie at the base of a cold gray stone and name. No solace. Your memory surrounds me as the mist at the base of gray stone. But your love as wisp of ether on winds of loss and gone. My tears should be gone. Arid as a desert, my eyes. Still I weep. Searching the void left with my cold companion, only to find in this journey with pain. No solace. In peace. That was phenomenal. Oh, thank you. That was incredible, sweetheart. That was off of that prompt. That I, I was sitting there thinking, how could you have that kind of pain and not have some 
sense of love involved or some sense of hatred involved. Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me if someone passed. It's in someone's passing. Mm-hmm. Because there is no one there. There's no one there to love now. And you can't hate them because it isn't as if it was their choice. I think that is very profound. It kind of it kind of hit me hard. It made me think about somebody. So that's it was a good piece, hon. Very oh, emotional you, for me. You're welcome. Ah. Okay. Are you going to read a second one? I do. And this is about coming out from under. A situation and uh, I'm using a quote from Rumi to start this one you have escaped the cage your wings are stretched out now fly and that ends that quote and this poem is no shadows left Pain a reminder still alive. Only living feel this. Heart battered but pumping. Mind scattered but thoughts glow. Soul still whole and strong. Seems the light found me. Guides me through the struggle back to myself. You, seen in this light. Every flaw magnified of your false image. Your failures return to you, no longer hidden in me. There are no shadows left, none to conceal my glory in finding my true self, none to hide your weak, failed attempt, to hide your pathetic self-doubts in the shadow of my pain. End peace. So, tell me what it is about Rumi that you enjoy, that you like. I love this. I chose that quote because it's so, it's, there's so much being said in it, but it is so simple. So beautifully, eloquently simple. So, I think that there is a handful of books and maybe this is really something that we could talk about sometime or maybe even do a workshop on, but I think that there is a handful of people of writers that every writer should read that would be like poetry kindergarten. And I think Rumi is one of those because there's so many people who try to get pompous or showing off with vocabulary or, you know, think that they have to be all floetic, you know, in their pastoral language and complicate things. And, you know, they, that they have to be all, uh, you know, esoteric to be poetic. And I think that everybody should sit and read Rumi because of the fact of how the emotional impact his writing has for being such a simple and clear language. He doesn't 
He doesn't mix things up. He cuts it all the way down to the marrow. And it it really is almost childlike simplicity in the words, which give them the most intense power, I think. I mean, I, I absolutely love Rumi. I can't even tell you. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how he sets that image and you see the concept in what he's doing, you know, and uh-huh. there is the image, you know, of you, you know, your wings are spread now fly, you know, you're free. Um, uh-huh. It can fit so many different situations and still have that much of an impact. You know, it, it's, Oh, it's, it, I love that. I do love that piece. That that to me is just so. It's it's like almost a universal usable piece for so many different events in your life. I love that. Mhm. And you know, you know what's cool about that is I think that you write that way as well. Not I with do, yeah. yours. Yours doesn't have the childlike quality to it. That Rumi's has, but you don't. You don't throw concrete adjectives and and mishmash into your sentences. You know, you speak very clearly. You're very precise. You know, your words and your your meanings and the emotion in them are almost like you know you're a knife thrower, not like daggers because that can be ouch. But if you're a knife thrower, you know exactly where those are going to land. And, you know, you're able to do that with language. It's very impressive. So it didn't surprise me at all that um, to hear you say that, you know, you are, you, you know, obviously if you wrote something to Rumi, you read Rumi and, and he inspires you. But it didn't, it didn't surprise me at all that the two of you would be together like that. Well, I think you're right. I, I do like the idea of a condensed focused right I really do because it gets to the point you know and like you said it isn't overly flourished you know it gets it gets there you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the poets of the month that we were uh, uh, doing covers of on World Poetry Open Mic was a gentleman who wrote in the 1100s, and his name was Su Shi. And I went through some of his work, and again, the first thing that attracted me was something that it was simple, it was short, but in that that condensed writing, there was something so profoundly said that I went, you know, wow. It was one of those wow pieces when it hits you. Mm-hmm. And would you mind if I shared that one? Please. As a cover. And this is from the poet Su Shi. To what can to what can we oh excuse me. To what can our life on earth be likened? To a flock of geese alighting on snow, sometimes leaving a trace of their passage. In peace. I love it. 
you know, as I said, it, it's so it's it's simple, and yet there is just so much in that. And that also was something else that I noticed. We we just had our poetic form of the month put on us on that program, and it's the, uh, the poetic form of a mondo. And a mondo is a poem, which is the question and answer. That's the poem. It's the question asked and the answer given. And this is what this is. It is a question asked and an answer given. And I went, wow, I've done this. <laughs> I've read one of these before. So give that poet's name again for everybody. Sudushi. It's actually spelt like the Japanese dish. It's just capital S-U and then capital S-H-I. Very cool. All right. So essential reading for this week, you guys, is Sushi and Rumi. And I'm sure you know if I'm going to throw a third one in there just because the same way, you know, writes with such clarity and simpleness, but a, a little bit more elaborately than Rumi does, and that's Omar Khayyam. The oh, Rubyant, yes. you, should read, you should read the Rubyant of Omar Khayyam. Wow. And read the, the Fitzgerald translation. Is that to me? That's the best one. So <laughs> there's some homework for you guys this week. Some cool things you can read and check out. Yeah, yes. Very inspiring. All right, my love. Tell everyone how to find you. Well, of course, you can find me here on Nihilus Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, Friday nights, you can catch me on Epiphany Radio around uh, 8 o'clock my time, 9 o'clock Eastern. If I get a chance, and you can catch me on what's called Let's Talk About It, which is on Epiphany. Uh, Friday nights after that, you can find me on World Poetry Open Mic, which is on the Mixer app. Uh, Tuesdays. On Epiphany Radio at 9 p.m., I co-host a show called The Hurt Locker. And the subject we're going to be dealing with for poetic therapy is breakups. How did you feel, whether you were the one leaving or the one staying, how did it make you feel? And you can find me in the Poetry of Springs Embrace group. You can find me in the anthology group, Garden of Poetry and Prose. And uh, occasionally you will find me on Outlaw Poetry, which is Mr. Philip Kent's church's group. And you can find me in the anthologies, the 2017 and 2018 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic, and the Outlaw Poetry groups, Outlaw Poetry Were in Cahoots anthology. All of those available on Amazon. And that's it. Very good. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. If you want to, uh, oh, we're having you. issues with the lines. If you want me to put you on hold and bring you back on a little bit, just press one and press one again, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll on talk to you later. All right, then. Um. All right. So maybe we'll hear from Stan again just a little bit if he would like to come back on. 
Um, let's go ahead and take area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is hey, Eric Nelson Shelman. Indeed, How are you doing? Yes. I'm doing great. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. Sorry my minutes went off last week on my phone. So that's why I didn't call in. And I don't have Skype. Otherwise, I would have Skyped in because I got Wi-Fi here. So... Well, that's good. Yep. So I got I got uh, two pieces. Uh, this one is well, actually, hang on. What happened to my? I thought I had two of them open. All right, hang on. Hang on a second. I had one, two of them open. Let me get my second one. All right. So my first one is untitled. It's brand new today, actually. Uh, I wrote it in between my travel time at work. So, you ready? Yes, I am. Please. All right. Spiraling in, out, and somewhere in between. Existence, consciousness, subconsciousness, unconsciousness, perceptions versus realities. Finding meanings versus misinterpretation. Learning versus understanding. Knowing versus pretending to know. Doubting versus believing. Giving advice and it's not taken versus not giving advice. Being literate versus not being literate. Disagreeing versus agreeing. Being emotional versus being apathetic. Adhering to oneself versus whatever everyone else wants you to adhere to. Living in reality versus living in fantasy. Factualizing falsehoods versus not believing in these falsehoods. Fictionalizing history to fit victors and layman's biases versus finding the truth about history. Fictionalizing unpopular truths and facts versus taking them as absolutes. Proud of yourself versus not being proud of yourself and every other this versus that scenario. That's in peace. Incredible. And you're going to read a second one? Yep. Thank you. No? Yep, that's my that's second one. Uh, okay, my negative... Huh? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I can do them together. Yeah. Okay, that's my bad. I was saying in peace for the first one and start okay. the next one. Okay. Okay. All right, this one is My Negativity's Darkest Clouds. I just wrote this a couple of days ago. So, my Negativity's Darkest Clouds have blinded and suffocated me with hatred and misery for others and especially myself, which enabled me to create my own struggles, always made excuses for these struggles, saying that I am that or this way because of my self-diagnosis psychologist and psychiatrist diagnosed with mania, depression, ADD, ADHD, PTSD, and even bipolar disorder. However, I am finally realizing that all of my struggles were in fact caused by myself and that my negativity was creating everything wrong in my life and that I was allowing my anger, enragement, loneliness, and existential angst to cloud my mind and my judgment. Whenever I made a decision on anything and everything, 
have been creating my own real-life nightmarish storms. Knowing that I am the cause definitely sucks. However, should help me solve and overcome them. Nothing's better than realizing that my problems are psych- are all psychological and that I created them. Nevertheless, I am definitely better off now and have actually been happier more so than I have been before, than I have ever been before. Aiming to stay positive and happy as much as I possibly may. That's the end piece. Absolutely beautiful, both pieces. Just incredible the way that you can put those thoughts together and run them down and dissect them and turn them over and explore them from every angle. Awesome that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you, uh, thank you for the platform, and thank you for the opportunity. And I, like I said, I'll try to be here on here as much as I can. So. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have to go charge my phone here in a little bit. It's at 49%. So. But <laughs> okay. <I might. laughs> so, well, thank you so much. Have a good night. And I'll talk you to you too, next sweetheart. Thursday. All right. Thank All you. Right, You're welcome. All right. Bye. All right. Our next caller. Hey, before I do that, I want to let area code 917 know that you are not in the lineup. So, 917. If you wanted to come on the air, please press one, and that will cue me up to uh, be able to bring you on. Um, right now, we have area code 202. 202, you are on the air. 202, are you with me? Good evening, Nyla. Hey, it's sweetheart. Tina Storm and King Caden. How are you, honey? Fine, thank you. Are you guys online? Yes. Are you both there? We're both here. Hey, King. Hey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Great to be heard. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So what do you guys have for us tonight? What are you going to grace us with? Um, we have a piece. Um, I have a piece called Endless Love. Um, I think we're... Um, We'll go that route. Um, Love is always the way to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Endless love. All right. <clears throat> My love. There's only only you. I'm void of wandering eyes and self-destructive thoughts. Building this forever we once period at in love stories. Where boy meets girl and they split into blissful oblivion. Sparks illuminate the darkness and we scribe sonnets of how much together is wanted. I cradled you, head slightly tilted like dogs responding to high pitches. Mid kisses like, my God, what are you? By what means and what chances have you enhanced this forever's dance with enchantment? But this is a classic like check yes or no boxes where maybe wasn't an option. We set the script for an intense love story where against the odds is no problem. Due to dual belief in our God. Love we cannot deny, inspire, we try and succeed until this dream is unbelievable. The fantasy revealed is you and me. I'm sorry, you and I. 
until forever time we align at something we previously only fathomed in our mind. It's so true and real this time because you are my endless love. I remember when I was a girl, maybe when I'd be a grown-up, I'd have a love of my own, and he'd be like you, and I love him so much. I opened my heart immediately, and inside of my God box, I wrote down the characteristics I would need from my king. You check in all the boxes and then some. But every day that I wake, I'm blessed with another opportunity to love you again. I love the fact that you see our love is endless because as far as I can tell, I could do this for the rest of my life and then some, infinity and beyond. The love that I never had before and the love that I've always prayed for. Getting the love that I give, this is the first time it was reciprocal. So I thank you. Isn't like cloudy by other things because you're being distracted by something new, bright and shiny. I am all you need, and you mean the world to me. And I appreciate you and all the things that you do, and how this ebb and flow between us just continues to flow. It's amazing. I feel it. You make me tingle and smile when you listen to me talk about him. You can hear it. Yes. It's real, tangible, and for the first time, I feel like it will go on and on. I appreciate you, and I love. I like it to always last. Yes, this is my forever love. It's endless. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, love. I'll be sure and give it all back. He's King's Katie. I'm Jane's Kill. Together we're still with Katie. That's our peace. Beautiful, you two. Absolutely amazing and so deeply felt. Are you uh, Are you going to read another one tonight? Uh, I think we should do our dad one because he's a wonderful father and I was able to speak to my stepson today. I was missing him so, so much and I'm so proud that he's home and um, hopefully we'll all be together soon. So maybe if you don't mind doing your dad, please. Okay. Uh, called Good Father. Um, one of the most common things I hear everyone say, but the truth a lie because the often there is no proof, is I think he's such a good father. His children, his shiny badge of the upbringing his father had. You see his children's reflection within him, so you don't have to ask the audible hand claps to the reverence in which they act. The next sports star, doctors and lawyers, pop apple picks from modest employers. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Somebody called in the middle of <laughs> They grow up and have children in which the cycle of love and respect continues. But I never knew this. I never knew what love looked I never knew what a good father looked like. I knew how to watch my father's back and he often left would be my mother swing and hitting her with rights and left, struggling with bills because it was a cause for stress until untimely he just upped and left. My mother morphed in the dual roles. My mom, Duke's pardon mother, fourth father figure, provider and rider of sorts that had the financial coverage who couldn't help not having my father's knowledge or manly voice. 
not sure how to be taught to walk the real man walk. But all my real father showed me was when things get rough, the real men walk. Things I needed him to teach was left to be experienced by the streets. Defending me, his missing being felt like dismissing me, and it still gets to me. School, father, son events in which mom's worked and couldn't be in attendance. Often the butter jokes, the centerpiece of where your daddy had type of notes. Anger boiling, I couldn't stand the sight of my own life. I often wondered if I'd be a good dad when I never caught sight of one my whole life. Then I was blessed with a son and daughter. It was rough. I must admit I suffered bumps in the road, urges to leave and simply resist. Things I didn't know, I tried to do my best, even though my own wasn't bothered. I just wondered when it was all over to be called a good father. I know a good father when I see one. And not because I grew up in a family home with one. My mother married my father, and so yes, we all grew up together. But him being a good dad wasn't really on his agenda. He was more selfish than he was nurturing. He was more caught up in running the streets and having side pieces and doing drugs than he was being a dad to me and my brothers and a good husband to my mom. So fortunately for me as an adult, I saw what a good father could be in my stepfather. And for him, and that time that we had, it was a blessing. Previously, I learned good lessons from my grandfather, who was both a scoundrel and a scholar. So that was the best of two worlds. If you ask me to do it all over again, I wouldn't bother. I would look back on my childhood and see it as a wonderful opportunity to get things right that wasn't quite that's okay because who we are isn't a product of how we were reared, but the influences that we hold dear. Sometimes when you don't get the shining example of what you want a parent to be, that starts a fire inside of you because it did inside of me. I was mother and father both to my daughter, even though I was married to her dad. And us getting divorced was the best gift she could have ever had. So sometimes being a good dad doesn't come into late in life. And sometimes it never does. But I always think twice. Children are again. We're going to be there more. We have enough space to be your father. Be with your best dad. These kids came on your floor. We'll start the case. Indeed. Absolutely beautiful. Now, I had Thank a really you. crappy dad. Really crappy dad. You know, and so I'm listening to that and thinking about, you know, I, th- I think that it, it was such an emotionally strong piece because it made us all go to that place to think about yeah, that relationship we had with our dad, what they taught us. And, yeah. Sometimes they teach you what not to do, and then that's a blessing. It is indeed. Yeah. All right. Great job, you guys. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. You're very, very welcome. You guys want to tell everyone how to find you? We're the Poetry Love Poetry, and we're everywhere that poetry is. On Thursday nights, you can find us here. Tomorrow night, we're going to be at um, Epiphany, uh, as well as Saturday night, we'll be at DSR. Uh, Keith James will be co-hosting. 
On Sunday, we'll be back at Epiphany for the Inspiration Factory. Monday, we'll be at Poetry in the Watt with Sylvia Blaylock. On Tuesday, we'll be at the Heart Locker and Philly Joyce. Oh, tomorrow, we're also going to be in the Queen of Seas at the, um, the Poetry Palace. So yeah. if there's a show on, uh, we're going to have our hand up. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Great job, you two. <laughs> That was amazing. Thank you, Natalie. See you next week. All right, sweetheart. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right. So I want to let code 917 and 919 know that you are not in the lineup. So 917 and 919, if you guys would like to come on the air, please press 1, and that will uh, that will get you on. Okay. I am going to play an audio track real quick uh, to see if I can get with the text and figure out what's going on here so I can be able to get you guys on. If you're trying to call in and you're getting that fast, busy signal, or if you're trying to get in the chat room, just keep poking, poking it with a stick, okay? I know that they're working really hard on stuff. Number to call in, 646-595-3965. I'm going to go ahead and uh, play a track called Girl Behind the Mask, and this is Iwin Bedford. Here we go. behind the mask doesn't understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it doesn't matter how many times that I've told her, she still relies on the opinions of people who don't realise that what they see as shy is in fact the feeling of lonely, the feeling of whatever she does is not quite good enough, the feeling of constantly disappointing the people closest who only want to see her happy. But instead they have to watch the deterioration and can do nothing, can do nothing but hope and pray that one day the girl behind the mask can finally say, with content and honesty to herself, I'm happy. I can put these feelings of no self-worth on the shelf and live on and build up my life and repair myself from the past and can finally say to myself that at last I've done it. I've beaten the demons inside my soul, the demons who did nothing but make my thoughts and my life cold, the ones who made me contemplate my life, my confidence, my existence and my future, made me feel hurt that can't be fixed with a surgical suture, the ones who made me panic when I even left my room as if the world was out to get me, as if one day soon my day will come. When I can't take anymore, the burden of depression has left me too sore. There's no other option, no other way, it's time. I just give my life away. The girl behind the mask doesn't see that her strength shines so much brighter. You see, the girl behind the mask doesn't know what she's capable of. It's as if she's blind to how happy she makes everyone. Puts a smile on the face of a person feeling down. She's blind to the fact that she can turn a sad day around and make people smile from ear to ear. But when she takes off the mask, she's filled with nothing but fear. Fear of what the next day is going to be for her, as if she's waiting for her sentence and there's nothing but rumours being spread about her. The girl behind the masks, the definition of beauty, the meaning of strength, she needs to know that it's the beauty of everyone who cares to help in the fight, to make her realise that her life is her life. To understand there's nothing to be afraid of, just family and friends who will show depression what they're made of. 
the mask needs to lift her head up and open her eyes and realize that she'll never be alone. As much as she may feel it, the pain she's feeling now, happiness will heal it. So be strong and proud of the person you are, because with strength and power, the end of these feelings isn't far. And you can smile, sing, dance around and live the life you've been deprived of, the life you haven't felt, the life you've lived contemplating an overdose or a belt. The life you've lived where eating is made a living hell. The life you've lived where everything goes wrong. But I promise that one day you can sing the song of courage and bravery. And you'll be free from the emotional pain of mental anxiety. Stand with me now, girl behind the mask. Listen to these words to yourself, you must ask. Why am I letting this take over? And then look in the mirror and witness your beauty. And as hard as it seems, you need to smile, it's your duty. And then see your pain as an emotional journey. A bumpy ride that as long as it seems, remember that certainly there'll be a destination waiting for you where you can be happy at last. But please be strong. All right, let's go ahead and I need to check with area code 919. 919, are you with me? Yes, Zyla, my dear, I am with you. I'm happy to be with you. How are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I am doing great. Happy to be here. And hope you are doing just as well. I am doing... Absolutely great, and yeah, I'm happy you're here. Okay, thank you. Sorry, okay, I'm, so I'm, trying, I this, I, I'm really sucking bad right now. I'm trying to talk to the techs because we're having tech issues, and I'm trying to talk to you, and that was just so rude. So let me start all over. Hello, Granville. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my dear Nyla. I'm always happy to be on your show. It's absolutely to hear from you. What'd you bring us tonight, sweetie? Okay, what I'm gonna bring you tonight is you know what I'm gonna bring you? This is a poem for women and election coming up and and we should vote for women. This poem is called The Women Comet. How things changes How certain is that? How irretrievably time batches on tirelessly, effortlessly, with a sure-footedness that surpasses the mountain goats. Steadily forward he charges, Never backing up, never speeding up or slowing down. How faithful is that? What discipline, what hand created this wonder? Time bring it forth 
changing and we are changing. Equality pursued, brotherhood perceived. We are one. We are one. And the woman now stands our equal. And it is so. It is so. What think you the beast and would think less of her that gave birth to the beast? Let us put such folly behind us and entertain ideas of women leadership. Let us let's let us choose the better mind over gender. Encourage rather than discourage. Equally nurturing all. A woman does this well, better than most men. Time to vote for the women. Time to vote for the women. For not only is it just, but we cannot deny ourselves every opportunity to advance the world. Power corrupts, they say, and absolute power corrupts absolute. Then let us hope that power corrupts women less than it does men. The wind of change blows and it and it blows steadily so like a woman. Let us put our hopes above our our fears and fully embrace the only two changes in our lives changes the only two constants in our lives changes and women thank you thank you fantastic job sweetheart Incredible. I, I love it what in there. <laughs> the empowerment in it is amazing. Yeah, yes. I mean, we, I have to empower my mother and my sister. We are one. <laughs> I, I, I am because of her. You are. Our, our, our fate are inter, in, in, uh, intertwined. You know what I'm saying? We, is it, you know what I mean? Somebody, some, somebody try to fool us along the road of life and tell us that woman is less than us. Woman cannot be less than you. It's a mother boy. You know, you know what, what, what folly? What folly? Aye, the ignorance that 
pervades our life. It's detrimental. Exactly. Ab- absolutely detrimental. All right, my dear. Were you going to read a second piece, or are you done for the night? Oh, man, you doing it? Okay, okay, that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. Then no more. <laughs> Would you like to read a second piece? Yes, ma'am. And you know what? It is going to be about women. That is awesome. All right. And this poem is called Woman. Upon entering the establishment, mine eyes surveyed the surroundings, chose the path I would tread, and set off thenceforth. Ten paces into my journey, I saw her. There she stood, woman, life itself. Almost upon her, I read her name tag, discerned her name, and spoke it vigorously. It was then she looked up to acknowledge me. With this look of who dares open Pandora's box? This is my world. I am she. There is no other like me. You have no idea what you have done. Mine eyes are the while fixated upon her, grasping every inch of her, paying attention to details. I feel the life in her engulfs me. Suddenly, I feel so consumed. I Inhaled and exhaled repeatedly. Gathered my thoughts. Coming the closest our path would cross. Almost overthrown by this wave of power. I thought women are so epic. They each need their own report. Thank you very much, Naila. Fantastic job, and thank you for being here, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you. Oh, yes, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington, Instagram, same name, and most importantly, you can find me on on iTunes and most downloading media and I just wrote my my third book about two weeks ago. It is called Poetry for Talk, Volume Three. You could find it on on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. 
and I'm going to be doing the 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 digital version, uh, the spoken word part soon. That's going to be available for poetry, so you can write and listen to me. So thank you, people. Granville John Hedrington at your service. Look me up on Facebook. Check me out. Love me. Check my work. Do me. Everything. <laughs> I'm I'm here for you. <laughs> thank you, Granville. Great job tonight. Thank you very much, Nyla. You have a blessed evening. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 813. 813, you're on the air. Hey, my beautiful. How are you? It's Audrey Michelle. Who else in the world could it be? Hello, sister. Why? Am I the only one that thinks you're beautiful? Um, No. It could be almost anybody that exists or has existed in the last, like, 40 centuries on this planet. Um, How are you? I paid paid her to say that you guys just so you know you, you, you know delivering she, she only likes me because I say that stuff if I didn't say I mean I don't even believe it she's nasty oh you're <laughs> my beautiful friend I really am oh, you're beauty in, you are beauty inside and out and how long has your show been going wow what how successful can a blog talk radio show be <laughs> it'll be 13 years in October can you believe that Oh my God, that's almost as old as my son. That's crazy. I know. Wow, that's crazy. How exciting! How such what a success! I'm so proud of you. For all, for all those people um, that said I couldn't do it, and all those people that tried to stop me, I'm still here. Do you know what I've learned? The more people tear you away from something, the better you do at it. I don't know if it's because you want to prove them wrong, or it pushes you to be stronger, or if people know that you'll be good and they're jealous or they put you down so that you won't prove it, who knows why? But it seems like, I mean, all everybody that saw me, like a couple years, I've been sick. So everybody that saw me two years ago, I was down to 88 pounds from malnutrition, but I had this unbelievable strong mind. But they all admitted later that they thought I was definitely going to die. I mean, and that's crazy, but I had, I never thought I would. It never occurred to me, but everybody else believed it. And then at the same, but I never did. So I'm still not well yet. I'm getting there, but uh, I didn't die. <laughs> You're one of the strongest, bravest, most incredible women I know. You're like an icon. You, you know, know just, just for, for the strength I, of what a human woman, the the beautiful creature that we are, what we can endure I and be strong and, and walk through. You know what it is though? Like I was so amazed. I had to, I did some amazing things. I got my renter's policy to send me. I lost at my home and everything we owned, but I got my renter's policy to give me the full twenty thousand, which was amazing because even um, one of those people that talked to the insurance companies for you to get you more money, he told me I wasn't going to get anything, and I found a way to get twenty thousand, the full amount, and then. All these different things I did, and then with uh, mold treatment, I couldn't find anyone to treat me, and I was getting sicker and sicker, and my doctor was trying to help, and she said, you know what, you know this. She goes, um, let's work on this. So I told her what to prescribe me, and now I'm my res- 
red blood because it's all green. So it just takes a long time to, to fully recover because it took like eight years to get so sick. But I'm on the way. I, I treated myself, like medically. I learned how to medically treat myself, and she prescribed what I needed, and she just said, you know, your life, your quality of life isn't there, and you're intelligent, and this and that. So it's like I did. I did such amazing things to get better, and I've been able to, you know, somehow pay for everything when I lost everything with for my son and I, and I don't know how. It's not easy, but at the same time, I'm not better yet. So either this is going to be an epic tale or it's going to be a bigger tragedy because I did so much amazing things. So we still don't know the outcome. Hopefully it's the epic tale as you see it, but I I don't know. I'm not quite as positive as I was a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, and I want to take a moment here because you've told part of your story. And I think it is important because what you've been through, and I know we're – an open mic poetry radio show, but you guys just deal with it because you know what? We've been on the air 13 years and I do what I want. So what Audrey is talking about is she was living in a house with black mold and it made her very, very ill. And I'm not going to go into it any more than that. I want you to start looking at that, but I just want to tell you. Yeah. I just want to tell people don't take something like that lightly if you see something strange on the color of your walls if you smell something funny if you're getting sick you know the symptoms you know look up that that stuff is not something to mess with in the air if you see dust in your air while you're laying in bed from the air conditioning that's mold that mold travels on dust dust is actually bugs but the spores of mold that are alive have the same effects on you. It does not matter if they're alive or dead to hurt you. But either way, if you see dust in the air, then your air conditioner has dust in it. And if there's air conditioner has dust in it, then it has mold. And so I was, that's where it was in every wall, but I, they couldn't mm-hmm. find it anywhere. And uh, I figured it out. My AC kept getting uh, clogged up. And when they opened it, it was pounds of mold and dust filled in. Ugh. And the story is, is that my family owned the house. My mom, you know, Nyla, my mom has tried to be a happy lady who would kill, kill me before. So she actually left my son and I in there telling me that everything was taking place. And until these, uh, the bugs come after, because at first you can't find it, but once you disturb mold is when it becomes most dangerous. So what happens is they, they breed these bugs called myto- mycotoxins and biotoxins. And biotoxins are what's in weapons of mass destruction. It's, they kill you. So that's called mitotoxiosis. It's very rare. Most people get mold illness, which is a little easier to deal with. You can move out, and a lot of it goes away. But that when you get those bugs in there, that's, that was six weeks after we found the mold. They are fatal. I mean, I had to learn how to treat a fatal illness. If I had $100,000, which I would have had if my mom would have opened a homeowner's claim, but she didn't want me to get money. She forced my son and I to be homeless without any belongings, and after four months, all my money had gone on hotels. We had nothing. So it was an abuse thing, too, and you know I'm an abuse domestic violence survivor and advocate, so it all ties in. My whole life has been abuse and everything since I was born, I mean, and so I am really this sick because of it, too. But so it is, it was hard to overcome it all. I lost my family. I don't have a family anymore. And so there was nobody to ever help me or anything at all. If, I mean, they just went against me doing horrible things to me. And, and I had to like overcome all of that. So 
I think the best thing I had was that I had already not only survived abuse, but I'm an advocate. So I teach survival skills and they transferred right on over. So I, I was very, very lucky because these people, chronically ill people, are abused so much. Oh, that's not real. That, uh, and they couldn't abuse me because I'm an abuse survivor. So, I mean, it is so hard. And there's so many people that are chronically ill. And every single time I say to them, that's mold. I'm like, and they're like, oh, my God, I lived in Katrina. And every one of them did live in mold. But 90% of people never even get diagnosed with it and it's so I couldn't I could hardly want to live with the with these feelings knowing what I was fighting I can't imagine not knowing what you're fighting and still living because it's not I mean it's it's a horrible life it's a horrible life being so sick well, I honestly honestly believe my darling girl that you are going to be an epic tale I believe that with all my heart and you know it you know I, it thank you I, I, that's good that's good but didn't we just determine that the more people don't believe the better you do <laughs> you're gonna be on the corner selling selling penny dreadful novels in a week okay there you go <laughs> okay well let's say now i think i'm on the way up but i think it'll take a full a, full, a few years to get fully there but after all that 40 percent health is going to feel like 300 percent health so let's hope in six months i can call in and be at 40 percent. let's make that a goal that works for me I brought in a poem to read today. I I haven't called in so long because I'm so sick all the time. So I'm finally feeling better. But so I had no, I had so many of them that I haven't read read before. But this one's called Enchanted Stairs. And she wore aqua colored nails to hide behind what laid behind the shade. Vibrant and blue makes a beautiful view, except when the terms are emotions. Her hair hung so low, it sparkled, it glowed, finally laid fully grown. Provided light and other sight to fade the shames that still remain. A pure and harmless heart pumps slow. Mascara makes eyelashes grow. Eyelashes grow. They tangle eyes into a stare. No one sees past what she shares. Truthfully, nobody cares. Her clothing shows what's underneath. It's all that's seen or curves that beam. When a body is tight, all will delight. No one will enter into her center. As the core she hides lives within, filth and grime fills her insides from day one until day that she died. A beautiful image can be what is lived in, but if so, is life in existence. If it not be, a true find indeed, immortal, the fountain of youth. One never dies if never alive. She lived within enchanted stairs, and truthfully, nobody cared. Done. That was incredible. This is why I've missed you. I Ashley, love you, love you so really dearly. You know, I've been a fan of your writing way before we were ever even friends. You know, there was a connection yeah, to your you, writing. Yeah, but you taught me a lot. You taught me a lot. Just a threat, because you're always honest. You know, it's someone you, you want. You don't offer advice unless somebody you know somebody wants it. You know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. I was, I poetry is my only D in college. I don't know where my poetry came from. Somehow, some of them were they're all subconscious, and some of them were amazing when I first started. I don't know how they just came out that way, but I, I didn't know I, I would force write because I, I didn't know any different. And you told me about forced rhymes and 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 that little thing. It, 
it wasn't even like I studied it. All of a sudden, I mean, I could read a poem and nothing actually rhymes, but it sounds like it completely rhymes, just the rhythm and the flow. But that all came from you a long time ago. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you want me to read a different one, too? Yep, you can read, too. Please, yes, of course. Are you kidding me? Okay. I'll write this is from the other day, and this is, has to do with losing my family. Because when you're, when you're fighting for your life, you know, um, repression is the key to survival. When you're in, when you just leave abuse, you, there's something called depersonalization, where you take yourself out of your body, and that's something you've got to fix. But I knew how to use it. It's kind of like when someone's being raped, they take themselves out of their body because they're not really there. So I use that instead of trying to get away from it. I use that tool so I could survive. So I didn't feel the pain of everybody abandoning me then. But then when I started to feel better, it all came in at once. And so I'm just starting to feel what happened years ago. But it's called One Second in Line. What's left behind once there's no more rhyme? When the present's no gift and the past realigns. When you lose what who you are, name fell from the stars. All you once knew travel too far. Everything that's ever been has now proven a lie. There is no love, no maternal drive. Those with same blood type don't care if you die. Something I suggest that nobody else tries. So many stories, born second in line, no longer a sister or daughter. Redefined. Fell off the tree of our family line. You have guessed it again. It's in the days of our lives. A name you were born with, raised up with same kind, without comprehension, lost her place in line. These are the sagas, now that memory's blind. We can't feel as one once the sheep seems to fide. All that should love you hopes that you die. How sad is the lady, betrayed and denied. Confused at what crime, that's the day and the time. Location, vocation, no standard thoughts line. With no choice or other, a forced suicide. Remember the absence. In the days of our lives. Done. That was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, my How long ago did you I write that you. one? How long ago did you write that one? That was one? just a couple of days. That was just a couple of days ago. Um, I, it's hard financially, really hard. So I haven't been in touch with my mom, but I, I re- reached out to her and told you know, kind of. I, I'm, I'm going to sue her now. Like, I have all this stuff. It's a multi-million dollar case. And I didn't do it two years ago because I didn't want to I didn't want to sue my mom. But look what she did to me. And now it's like, I wish I did because I would have been treated within three months. My son and I have been struggling. And they dumped me. So I, and when you have, the, you know, what I have, and my house was like, there's a scale of uh, up to 20 from negative 20. And my house was at, at the end of four months. Before that, you couldn't find the mold. I had to be creative. But after four months, it was a sewer, and I lost everything, you know, all this stuff. So I had an amazing case, but um, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to use it or anything. And now I'm I just was like, you know what? I'm I need to do this. But she doesn't even pay out. The homeowner's insurance ends up paying out. So it's not even going to go against her. But it's it's multi-millions. I've just got to figure out a way to make it from this life to that life. But when it's that life, I'll be rich. And Speak Easy Cafe will have to take place from a cruise ship around the world somewhere else. Because <laughs> Nyla's going on it. 
That's a deal, sister. It's a deal. <laughs> I'll go. Yep. Just uh, let's hope the next six months when I call back, I still am under a roof, and that would be even better. 40% health <laughs> with the roof? Yes. We're yep. good. Yep. I love Perfect. you, buddy. I love you, too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for Thank calling, and I was so, so excited to see you on. I know I wanted to call, and I haven't had the energy today. I'm doing well. Everybody try glutathione liposomal form. It changed my life. Even healthy people, you can't even you can't even imagine. It's amazing stuff. It's glutathione in a liposomal form. I always heard all these supplements, and I ignore it all because everyone's got the cure. But this thing is un. I mean, it. Most people aren't sick, and it changes their lives. But people that are sick with mold or um or Parkinson's or autism. Um, there's so many different things that it treats. And any pain you have, headache, it'll go away in 10 minutes of taking it. But it's the first thing that actually helped me with fatigue, which is what 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 was the worst thing for me. So everybody get it. Glutathione and liposomal form means that it goes directly in the blood. So look for it on Amazon because it changes lives, really. Any, any illness awesome. or, or age. Or age, any reason. I promise you'll be happy. I love you, Nyla. And I'm Audrey. Facebook.com slash Audrey Michelle Poet is my personal page. Audrey Michelle Spoken Word Artist is my um, fan page. And ReverbNation.com slash Audrey Michelle is my spoken word, which I haven't been doing since I've been sick. But it's still there. And I'll talk to you sooner, hopefully, than later at night. All right, baby girl. Thank you so much, Thank honey. You love for you. Like what? Sixteen years of friendship. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I knew Bye, you Jane. before. Easy. That's. A I know you did. Bye. Years before. Years before. <laughs> On the shit. I just. I just bleeped you twice. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, honey. <laughs> All right. So, I need to check with area code eight six three. Eight six three. Are you with me? Have you been on yet? Oh, um, 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 no. Um, hello, hey, Nyla. Noreen. Hi, <laughs> sweetheart. Okay. It's good to hear from Audrey. It's been a long time. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. Yes. It was awesome to hear from her. Yes. Yes. How have you been, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. <laughs> and it's really you, good you to hear be... from you. Okay. Thank you. I, I, the other day, I got a book in the mail. It's from the... Um, um, Heritage Company, the Heritage Corporation, and it said it came from some local businesses. I I don't know any of them except for the funeral home that that that's where um Gary went to. Mm-hmm. And, and that that is awesome. And it got on the front of it. It says in memory of Gary A. Snyder. Aww. The name of the book is called Come On to Me. That it's is a beautiful awesome. book. Yes, it is. We talk about Maybe. grieving. One section is for the spouse, grieving when you have a spouse, and mm-hmm. different sections on, on different. And it's really neat. And that they got a, a section here thing. where I can put Gary's picture on it and and put information of him on there. Aw. So take mm-hmm. a picture and, and, like, post it so we can see it. Okay, I sure will. I would like to see it. Yes, so, okay. What of yours and what of Gary's are you going to share with us tonight, my darling? Okay. And for Gary, I'm going to share um, laws of life erosion like me. 
Okay. Um, there is a good time when there's no lid on a good and full trash can. I'm a lonesome coyote. I lost my hunting ground. I hunt all through the trash cans in this town. My mate is nowhere around. She can't find a private hole in the ground. My heart is broken. Someone has taken my hunting ground. I can't live the way I was born. I lost my mate. I might as well be dead. I may roam the rest of my life in the alleys of this town. I may never find for me a hole in the ground. The end. Absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and um, and the one for me is called The Universe is Ours. I hear the wind whispering to me. I looked up. It is you, my teddy bear darling. Oh, breathe in the air. Embrace it. Oh, remember the joy and laughter we felt. Listen to our hearts. It's the, the universe is ours. Let's live. Drink coffee and dance from now to eternity. Put a daisy behind my ear. Hug me. Hold me. Touch me. Just love me. Plant a hot, steamy kiss on my wanting lips. For I am yours throughout eternity. And oh, I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. The end. Aww. Both of those were so loving and beautiful and endearing. You know, I love that, that, you know, you're still here because you're family. I love that that Gary is here with you, that you bring him back and share him with us every single week. It just, it means so much, Noreen. I can't even tell you. Mm -hmm. I try to have everything of Gary's around here, so... Every time I turn around, I see him. I got I got his house in the living room and the kitchen, hanging up, and I got pictures of a bus in on the um, kitchen table and on our um, computer desk right here in the kitchen, and and I got it in the living room. So everywhere I turn, it's, he's right there, and I feel him too. Very cool. So, Noreen. Yes. Tell us where your books are. Your engaged okay. books. Okay. Um, our books. Um, two hearts in one. The Aura Truth, and um, the reflections of our inner beings. You can find that on um, on um, oh no, Amazon.com, and you can find Gary and I. On our web, on our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. dot com front slash poetry, and you can find both of us on um, uh, Wixie, dot com, and you can find us on ReverbNation. dot com, and um, and we also Google Bo and Google Giggle Bo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You remembered it. You did it yes, perfect. Yes, I remembered it this time. It came back to me. It came back to me. Oh, that was cute. Thank you so much, Noreen. You okay. guys are awesome. Okay. Oh, okay, thank you. And I want to thank um, 
all the sponsors for the for the year. Um, I want to thank them for sponsoring the show for the for the year, and I want to thank you, Nyla, and um, Christopher Ryan, um, um, uh, Q, um, and um. And, and Debbie for um, hosting the show for for the year too. <laughs> Love you so much. Thank and you, baby. Thank you for okay, remembering welcome. everyone. Okay, thank you. Okay, and, and and I'll and I'll be here next week. All right, sweetheart. Okay. Great job. Thank you, baby. Okay, girl. thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Our next caller comes from area code 203. 203, you are on the air. Hey, what's going on? Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good, love. How's everything? It's absolutely going wonderful. It's really good to hear from you. Same here. Good to be here. Glad I made it this time. Yeah. Introduce yourself to everyone so they know. Hey, this is Rome. It's been so Short long. and sweet. <laughs> That's me. I'm Rome. And he roams a Indeed. lot. And every once in a while, he roams here. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I've been jo- enjoying the show on the couch, listening in. Yeah, looking forward oh. to it. Thank you. So I'm, 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 give, give, I'm me one, give me one second. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm good. I th- I had to send a I had to send a link to uh, the text to check for me, so no problem. But I'm back now, and you have 100% of my undivided attention. Thank you, thank you, much appreciated. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> sweetheart. So, what's been going on with you? What would you bring us? Uh, tell us everything. I want to know. Uh, piece I brought for you here. Uh, it's called Clusters of Misdirection, and. Uh, that about sums that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Story pages as my mind flicks. Stories past seem timeless. Stories past the elevators. Stairs that never care to elevate us. Press a button. I fear to pay a clean eye. I'm well advised on how they see I. Ready to how they read me. Off the color of the perception. My primary goal is to stay steady. However the wine rolls, my staple is to defy those to show appreciation and the turns off the road's wine and I'm winded. Briefly the breeze flies simply for the reasons I keep winning and waiting to exhale in the next tale, even the best fail. Forty below the cold was ever rested on the shoulders of the old guard no one ever known. The loner on the bridges burning so far, hidden in the smokes with children, raising heaven's grove, the trenches. Buried under all your life's neglects was still a pedal stress to drive to meet ascension without getting high. The roots were deeper than just getting by. A village truth to never live a lie. Decisions made where visions dreamed. Escape was just as ill as fevers clutched to victims. Sucked like leeches, lust to reason, left to hope reluctant. Questions without answers told. Only from the pits of my soul I know what hell's like. And at the same time I dig deep in the depths of my mind to know where heaven shines. A hypocrite's diary of tall tales never did it lie to me. There's a darkness and a light of me, a flicker in the dimming. Through the hate, I see the child in me, the balance and the indefinite. And every balance is a definite. 
Will it be mine or will it be yours? But who be willing? I've been speaking back by remorse. She be sure. I've been contradicted before. I'm so conflicted it's war. But who am I killing? All these black white photos is in the gray. In any case, I had to see between the lines because everything ain't what it seemed. That's how it seemed to me. Tell me what that means to you. I know just what it means to me. It's lust for lack. That's why it's lackluster. To trust the fact is always a trust factor. Give to get nothing back. Look at the crumb snatches. And peace. Wow. I have missed you. I can't even tell you how much I've missed you. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Part of my slips. <laughs> thank you very much. This is what you You are very, 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 very welcome. Now I'm going to get greedy and want you to come back every week. Do <laughs> I do my this best. Well, I, I brought more and more for you, but it's untitled. And it's like, uh, it's a relationship reflective piece. Okay. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Yeah. I read it. I wrote it in the midst of arguing. So I was arguing as I wrote it. So some of the lines are barber lines for what was being told to me in the midst of everything. So. From my from my wife, of course, but so that's a, that's the setting of that. But okay. it goes. <laughs> Too many times has the up and up had me fucking up, trying to keep up what, what was up, as if it wasn't nothing much. This is what it was. Even she thought it wasn't much. Everything we was was all we felt that wasn't us. The downfalls that are coming up. Feel like it's my second coming, even though religion wasn't us. I still believe we button up to hold the heart from cold becoming us. And love was just a word we said. Insecurities was sure as said. It hurt me deeper than she ever known. Cause I'm deeper than she ever knew. I felt everything she said was true. I just acted like I never knew. And played a stone and held the light to all the better you. I'm on the side you thought to be ahead of you. You on your guard trying to find the God you never knew. Tell me what was best to do. Look at how I get the best of you. Get you to say the worst to me. All that never worked was me. I'm worthless. Guess it's just a hurt in me. Or just a hurt in you. What's so important if it wasn't you? Look at what I noticed. Ain't much to say what I listen to. Sin is locked in oasis. See how the heavens drew. Pitch is perfect for filter. Unfiltered truths. The worst is. Lost in confusion. Unguided. Trying to find a fill. Unfulfilled. Searching for something real. But nothing's real. How I see it. Only pain how I see it. More than what I believe in. It's apparent I lack. Achievement is at a lack. I kind of ended it abruptly there. So you can just imagine the scene <laughs> in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably why I got hit or something. <laughs> oh, I loved it. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Much appreciated. You're welcome, Rome. So much, honey. Thank you for making time to call in. Oh, thank you for having the time. My pleasure. And are you going to tell people how to find you this time? Always find me here. But catch me <laughs> if you can. <laughs> All right. So that's your homework. I want you to write a poem called Catch Me If You Can. Okay. I could do that. Will do. All right. And you also you owe a collab, a collab with me as well. I know. I know. For <laughs> years now, right? I know. Looks like you roam <laughs> more than I do. You're hard to catch. 
I'm like the unicorn. Do I re- am I really here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rum. <laughs> Great job, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, sweetie. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585585. You're on the air. Hey. Hi, this is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, Mr. Doug. I'm doing awesome. How are you? All right, sitting here enjoying the uh, the poets. They're, you know, you got them lined up and they're picking them up, putting them down. Very nice. Um, I wrote a poem this week, so that's a good thing. I just came out of Chicago. I was in Chicago uh, for the Blues Festival where I had the privilege of introducing some of the acts. So that was like a big deal for me. You know, it was a lot of fun. And so now I'm home. And I wrote a poem this week. But before I do that, there's another short poem that I've had on my mind that I had written a long time ago. And um, the poem has to do with something that I learned in math class when I was in the 10th grade, which would have been about 1967. And it was called uh, Blessed Solitude and has to do with something we learned about numbers. Um uh, the other thing it has to do with is the conveyance of, of of natural scientific fact to an application in human behavior. So it has to do with critical thinking. Blessed solitude. One is a whole number unto itself, divisible only by itself to remain whole, complete within itself. There is only one and all. Wow. That was amazing. It's a simple truth. It is. And and I, and, and it's short and a hard punch to the gut truth. You know, you you uh You just did a really good job of not fluffing that up. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote it out of a sense of need. I was reading different things that people were writing online, poetry and and other kind of social media stuff. And there seemed to be a lot of people, and particularly there seemed to be a lot of women, who were saying things like. They were looking for their better half in life or their other half, or they were looking for the the thing that completes them. And the only thing that's complete is the individual. You can strip everything else away, and the individual's ready, set, go, to start all over again. You can't cut them in half and, eat, and have them live. The only thing that's complete within itself is one. And uh, it's kind of a shield for me to, to understand it, no matter whatever else happens. You know, as long as I come out of it personally intact, I'm ready for whatever else comes next. And I just wanted to share that with everybody else. The other thing, it was a prompt having to do with... Um, I think that the prompt was a quote by a nice man 
and um, had to do with intoxicants. And I wrote this called The Last At Last Call. At last call, I will have had my fill, find myself besotted of what must be consumed by some just to dream things that are but my recollection. This toast, this drink, this toast. In the memory, in every vessel pulsing under this breast lie intoxicants more potent than pound liquor, vapors, or dope. No 12-step program or, or absence can overcome this effect. A brave little red boat that launched from my command to dare the choppy blue waters, finger painted on a white paper clipped to a wooden kindergarten steeple. Branches cast a brazen, asymmetrical embrace, reaching out from an old knotty tree in left center field, enveloping my balls, hit over everyone's head, gone. Undulating, bestride my hips, sweaty breasts brushing my lips, parted for licking, licentious sucking, caught nipples, Panamanian red shotguns, Alexis from California at 25. Gazing at front row ladies through the haze of stage lights, a tumult of their snaps, claps, and giggles mocked the terror of their granting, granting what I crave. All eyes on me, this spotlight. Days of power, engines firing on all cylinders, counting conquests, not dollars, facing signs pretending one day it will end, the exhilaration of not knowing when. Gone, fallow. Lightly still hopeful ladies still in waiting, or just widows of their careers and their husbands just might be my soft, safe place to fall at last call and fall. Wow. That was powerful, powerful, flipping powerful. The whole way through. That was amazing. Well, you know, life's experiences are the most powerful thing there there can be, more intoxicating and exhilarating than any substance, than any thing that you can take from the externally. It goes back to the other poem. You are complete within yourself. You know, you know, things from the better external stimuli. You know. You've got more powerful stuff than that in your memory. You know, the day I was lying on that bed and Alexis was straddled over me and I'm sucking mm-hmm. that nipple. Man, that's more powerful than, than you know, any any intoxicant. And I think everybody's got those moments and those things. You know, that, that, that boat I painted with finger paint in kindergarten. I still remember it. I can't you know? I can't remember the last time I got high. Can't, mm-hmm. can't even remember. So there's my humble contribution to what has sounded like a very great night, as usual on a Thursday night with you last night. Well, I am. I'm absolutely, I just, I'm touched by both those pieces. Absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. Do me a favor, honey. 
Tell everyone how to find you. Sure. I am Doug Curry, and I can be found under my own name. I've never had, I don't think I've ever had a nickname. <laughs> so I'm always, and I've enjoyed different fields of endeavor. So some of them are so disparate, you might not believe that the same person does one thing as does one of the other things. Um, but I've done it, and I've always maintained my own name. So I'm Doug Curry. And anything I do, uh, be found on that name uh, on Facebook. Um, I do have an identity I suppose as the host of my program, Black and Blues, and uh, I can be found or reached under on a page under that name on Facebook. And that program again for all of you, and it's an open invitation. I wish I would meet you there every Friday night at 9 o'clock at WRUR dot O-R-D and it's 9 o'clock Eastern Time for three hours on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB dot O-R-G coming out of Chicago and uh, those are the times for the show but you can find a, a page on Facebook that, that invites you in also again um, a plug for a place that I do a lot of writing and sometimes I just use it as a repository of, of a place that I can have all my writing together uh, put it out to be critiqued if I want or read a lot of poetry by a lot of poets and that's allpoetry.com of course every time I can get here on a Thursday night it adds a whole lot to my week as it passes and as it proceeds Cool. All right, my darling. Are you going to be here next week? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I, I, I don't know if I have. You know, I think I think I should be able to. And when I say I'm going to try, I'm just trying to make sure I don't have a rehearsal or something like that. But at this time, <laughs> later, I should be clear, and I would love to be here and uh, listen oh. and perhaps contribute as well. We will uh, love to have you here, sweetheart. Yeah, thank I, I thank you. I thank your voice and uh, the interaction with you, uh, and, I, and I don't I don't think I'm unique in this. Um, does a lot for the soul. I mean, of a poet or someone who wants to share art with everybody else. So let me say I appreciate you for that. Well, we appreciate you. So, thanks, baby. Thank you so much. Okay, sweetheart. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't know if you guys know how hard it is to try to multitask. They keep flinging, flinging questions at me, and I'm trying to type answers and listen. It's so bad. Okay. So I'm just going to ignore tech support. We've got 15 minutes left in the show, a little more than that. Um, I do see area code 201 on the line, but you are not in the lineup. So 201 if you want to come on, please press 1, all right, and that will bring you on to the air. Um, 585, 585, 585, you were, have you been on? Yeah, this is 585. Doug, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> okay, I got myself mixed up. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, man. Bye, hon. Oh, I love that, man. Okay, so 
our next caller. So 201, you are not in the lineup. Press 1, and we'll be able to bring you on 201. If you're just here listening, fantastic. You can change your mind. Press 1 at any time. Let's go ahead and get Fuzzy Hermit in the woods on. One Sapien, are you with me? Hey, Fuzzy Hermit in the noisy woods. <laughs> What's going on in the woods? I've been trying to spend more time outside because it hasn't been as hot this spring as it usually is, and I can't believe how utterly fucking noisy it is here. It just <laughs> blows me away. My house silences everything except for loud motorcycles or loud vehicles. I can't believe how loud it is here now. It wasn't like this a few years ago. I don't know what happened. I don't want to live here anymore. I know. I know. We'll figure that out. But then that's been the case for probably the last 50 hours. This is summer 16. Oh, yeah. Um, so my house without air conditioning is still, well, actually it dropped below 70. It's like 66 today. A year ago, it was 85 degrees in my house because it had already gone over 90 degrees the last week of May. So I'm really grateful that it's been as cool as it has, even though we've had some pretty hot and sweltery, sticky days. So, I uh, I like mentioned this a couple of times. I think at least a couple of times before that uh, somehow I happened on uh, those guy. I don't want to rattle them all off, but uh, the talent <laughs> shows. Um, I really like the singing. I really, I really get a, a lot out of it. And the, one of the things I've actually noticed is the first auditions that I see, if they get, if they keep passing through each week, they get worse and they get worse because the people that are helping them are changing them. Maybe not everyone, but part of the reason why I brought that up was. Because I, you know what the golden buzzer is? On that TV show? Well, it's, it's that's on, uh, I think that one's on, that one's on America's Got Talent. I, my favorite one is actually uh, The Voice Australia, but um the golden buzzer is on first edition, uh, auditions that if one of the four coaches hits it, they get to pass all the way through to the live shows. I don't know how many weeks there are because I never watch the show, and I won't because I really don't want to watch the bad ones. <laughs> um, but I was looking at some YouTube videos three weeks ago, 
And there was this new one that was for a golden buzzer, and I, it, I don't know why it just piqued my interest. I, I, uh, I watched it. You want to see something truly freaking amazing? Google Cody, C-O-D-I, Lee, L-L-L-E-E. Or Cody Lee Golden Buzzer, because the guy actually has been singing for years uh, and sings at clubs and stuff. But he did this audition, and I, I don't. He did this song that I had never heard before, and it just sparked something. So I, I wrote something, um, and this is it. Not the most impressive one of my titles, but uh, Lifetimes, Emotions, Carrying Me Along. I've been through many changes, living my life in many lifetimes within this same realm, following my heart, and so many times I've stumbled. Following my intuition, and so many times I've made mistakes. Doing my best to learn from them so I don't have to repeat them or be defined by them. Struggling with demons deep within my soul, and many times they have won. So many times I've woken feeling lost and broken, wondering if anyone sees me, wondering if anyone hears my cries, wondering if anyone really truly cares. And I often ask myself, what is happening to me? What is happening to my life? As I watch the days as I watch the weeks, I watch the months, I watch the years, I watch the decades pass by. Water running through my fingers as my blood courses through my veins, my heart beating faster as my emotions sometimes run running wild. Waking late at night, Fear running through me, waking early morning, anxiety taking my breath away, dreaming dreams non-existent, dreaming dreams of my past, dreaming dreams of wonder, dreaming dreams of you. Who are you? Maybe it's all just a dream. Maybe it's all just a nightmare. Because sometimes it feels all too real. And sometimes it feels just right. And sometimes it just feels surreal. Walking on a tightrope, praying to Creator, wondering if I will be able to cope. Asking to give me one more day. Asking to give me 
one more night, hoping someday I'll be able to get it right. Singing a song in my head, doing my best to carry a tune, doing my best to move through this dread, breaking my daily bread, while walking this life of mine through rain and snow and storms so dark, sometimes blinded by the darkness, sometimes blinded by reflections, sometimes blinded by my emotions, depression coloring my world, then knocked down again and again and again and again. Sometimes I struggle getting back up, and other times I don't. I'm never going to quit, no matter how many times I fall, even if this life of mine is to be lived all alone. And poems. That was so powerful. One sapiens. That was incredible. Thank you. You are very, very, very welcome. Absolutely amazing. So do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Uh, Put it in the Facebook search box and you can find me there. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2 which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. Um, And it's got some cool art in it, too. Very cool. And I need to call you, like, really soon. Because... We get to go hang out in a while. Mm-hmm. That will be awesome. So how's the All little right. man doing? <laughs> Don't ask me that right now. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> he's re- being really cute, except for today. We're talking about my puppy, by the way. Um, it it was, probably isn't the size of most puppies. No, no, he's really big now. I we went we was we're looking at another German Shepherd, and Lakota was as big as the other German Shepherd. The other German Shepherd was fatter; it weighed more. I mean, he was older, so he was fat. It was a fat German Shepherd, but size-wise, height and head and and the size of the two dogs, he, he, Lakota was just as big, and he's what fourteen weeks now. And how old's the German Shepherd? Four years. <laughs> that must be a small German shepherd. He's he's big. So today I'm cleaning the floor, right? Because he's still a puppy and I'm working on house training him. And every once in a while he'll miss his pad. And as soon as he does that, man, I've got the sh- carpet shampooer up. So I'm sitting there trying to carpet shampoo the carpet, right? And what does he do? 
I'm sitting there all, he decides he's going to come mount my back. And so I'm trying to shampoo the carpet while my freaking puppy's trying to hump me. From behind? I'm trying to push from behind. Not a whole doggy yeah. style thing going on. I'm trying to push him off. I dropped Double the, dropped the carpet <laughs> vacuum or the carpet shampooer, but still had my finger on the trigger, so it sprays all over me. It was just a mess. So don't ask me about my puppy right now. He's in his kennel. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But he's gorgeous, and he's Enjoy. fun, and he's wonderful. The joys of puppyhood. Mhm. Yeah, I love him. So he's forty now. He's forty pounds now. Um, he actually, I think he goes back into the vet tomorrow, so we'll know tomorrow when we go in. Oh, okay. Because then the last time we talked, he hadn't been in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's. And last time I think it was thirty-three. Yeah, he's in for another shot and for his new shot. So, yeah. We will see. We'll see how it goes. If I, I want to just switch subjects for a second. In case anybody is thinking, oh, well, that's probably a stupid uh, audition. Cody is 22 years old. He's blind and he's autistic. Yeah, I've got it pulled up. I looked it up. Please. I've got it pulled up to watch. Please. Go watch it. I've got it pulled up. It's Lee uh, Golden Buzzer. Mm-hmm. Cody Lee wows you with a historical music moment. So yeah, yep. I'll post it. I'll post it on my Sing. page too. Okay. So people cool. can it's, um, my page and look at it. He sings a he sings a song. I I mentioned I I'd never heard of it before, but it's a song from. I googled it. Find out. I can't remember who it was. But the song is from like the late sixties or the early seventies. And I think it was by a rather famous person, but that kind of music I really wasn't into back uh years ago. Decades ago I should say. I will watch it as soon as we're off the show. So do me a favor, sweetie. Let's uh, tell everyone how to find you. Again, you can find Again. me by typing your in page, Poetry in the Wind. Page. Yes, Poetry in the Wind. One word, no spaces. In the Facebook search box, and you will find me there. And I forgot to mention before, that, and you'll find the cool composite picture that Nyla made for me. You know you're there when you see that and you see the two uh, white dogs in the snow, one laying down and one standing up. Mm-hmm. Abby Grandma, Abby Grandma and Arwen Grandson from Aww. way back in about 2009, I think. Well, lost them both three months apart back in 2011. 
That sucks. Well, yeah. you're going to have a new one soon, so life will be good. So are you going to call me after you go to the vet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, hon. Love you dearly. Thank you for calling in. Great Love you too. Oh, I forgot, to, I forgot to say that it was really good. I called in... Um, um, I, it, it sounded to me like it was just after but Audrey. Yeah. I if you're still there. Great to hear you and you're doing better. And great to hear Noreen as well. And the others, Rom. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, sweetie. I will talk to you tomorrow. And uh, great job tonight, okay? All right. Thanks, Nyla. I love you. Thanks, everybody. All right. Take care. Hey, I see Cherry Rose in the chat room. Hello, my love. It is so good to see you. We're having issues with the chat room. I'm really glad you were able to get in. All right. So, everybody, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm really glad you were all here tonight. Appreciate you. I am going to close the show tonight with a piece by Megan Fowley, Olivia Gatewood, called Ode to the Selfie. We will see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Ode to the Selfie. Today you thought I looked beautiful. Today you thought I looked so beautiful, I want to remember it forever. Today you thought I looked so beautiful, I want everyone to see. Today your hair was a river down your back. Today your eyes were the still point of the turning world. Today you could see the resemblance to your ancestors. Could tell you were a direct Direct descendant descendant of of stars. stars. Today your winged eyeliner nearly flew off your face. It It was was so fly. Today there was a lipstick named after your pout. Today you loved the gap in your teeth. Today your freckles were sprinkles on ice cream. Today you had hashtag no makeup and hashtag no filter. And and you you looked hashtag flawless. Today you woke up like this. Today your apartment lit you up like a centerfold. Today you took a selfie from above because maybe that's how God sees you. Today you chose the rise filter because that's what you're going to do. Today your iPhone was a Louvre and you were the Mona Lisa. Today Frida Kahlo would call your selfie stick a magic wand. Today the magazines are glossy haters. Today you were the front page babe of all your followers' feeds. Today 52 people admit that they like your face. Today pride is no longer... A sin. Today you don't want to be full of anything but yourself. Today you control the lens, the light, the angle, the pose, the gaze, the face, the filter, the feeling, the caption. Today you are in control of your own incredible body. Today millions of girls loved themselves in the face of a world that tells them not to. And isn't that tiny revolution enough? And isn't that the greatest revolution of all? Thank you so much.